Welcome to episode number 31 of BYOB, Be Your Own Bliss, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Thruston, and today is the final chapter, part three of Our Fat Is Not a Feeling. This took a little bit <laughs> longer for me to get out because still thinking over a few of the concepts. So we talked about how when we say I feel fat, it's usually hiding some other emotion that we're not really ready to talk about. Remember, it's I feel fat because I'm feeling angry that I ate the whole pint of ice cream. I'm feeling upset that I didn't get to the gym as many days. I'm feeling lazy, unmotivated, worthless, a lot of not so nice things that we're saying about ourselves is usually what's coming through when we say, I feel fat. And then we started talking about, okay, so once we've identified those feelings, right? Where we're like, okay, now we're gonna think through all of this, right? <laughs> is we've identified that emotion. We're doing that think acronym. Is the thought true? How is this feeling helping me? Are my feelings icky? And how can I move those to inspiring? What do I need to feel safe and move forward? And how can I speak kindly to myself? And my favorite exercise is that body part challenge where we're asking ourselves to list everything that we appreciate about our bodies outside of how it looks. To wrap up our conversation on fat is not a feeling, we wanted to talk about another byproduct of what usually comes out of days like that is excessive body checking. And it's usually this feeling we have in our bodies that maybe we're a little dissociated from our body. And so regardless of maybe outside how we look, we just feel big in a way that we want to hide, which is kind of, I understand, is a little backwards to think about, but it's like, oh my gosh, I'm taking up space in a way that feels comfortable and highlighting that I just want to be anywhere but here. <laughs> and so I say I feel fat as a way to blow off some of this negative energy, this feeling, get rid of, if I can just say this one thing, then ugh, I can word vomit all this stuff out and then hopefully it'll get better. But it's those days that you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh wow, we've had those days? <laughs> Where it's regardless of what angle you try to look at yourself at, you're like, uh, it all is wrong. It's all bad. It's all, this is not what I was expecting. So I think sometimes we have this way to separate our brains from our body. And in our head, we can be like, yeah, I'm fine. I look fine. And then we look in the mirror and you're like, but this isn't matching the image that I have in my brain. I don't understand because in my head, I'm feeling kind of cute and sassy. <laughs> like I look okay. And then I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, whoa, is this really what I look like? Because those are those intrusive thoughts that start to pop up, that start to creep in. Those thoughts creep in and you just want to wear something that hides everything. And those are the days where we have to step away from the mirror, from the window. <laughs> I realize that sometimes that is easier said than done. If you've got a job where maybe you're in front of a mirror a lot or you're in front of windows or whatever it is, it's not completely 100% foolproof in that. But 
sometimes we need to just, we just need a day to stop looking because if we continually look, if we continue to poke, if we continue to prod ourselves about this, we're not helping. We're just getting further and further into that story, into our head about how wrong we are. Uh, We're probably starting to think, what diet have I not tried yet? If I work out blank, then you're going to start making all of these deals with yourself on ways to start fixing, right? There's nothing to fix here except (laughs) inside our head. There's a mindset fix that we need to start working on. So it's really more of an untangling of our feelings about ourselves and our bodies outside of how they look which is so much easier said than done. <laughs> I will fully cop to that. We'll fully, you know, stand behind that. It is it is a tough one to untie. And you're never going to fully get to this place of it's never a problem. So I'm going to put that out there. And I hope it doesn't sound too <laughs> disheartening. But I want to be realistic. We have a lot of things we need to change in, the, in our society for this to not be a thing that's never going to creep up again. And I don't want to sell you this bill of false hope that you're going to if you just follow this XYZ program. There's a lot that needs to change in our society about what we value and what we find attractive and what we find acceptable before we can kind of come to a place where we'll maybe have a generation of women, of men, of people who don't get caught up in this cycle of the only good body is a thin body and a white cis heteronormative body if we're going to (laughs) be real clear about this, right? So it's going to take a while to change some of those things, but not to say that there aren't things that we can't do in the meantime. So, So we're talking about untangling our feelings and our view of ourselves from how we look. It's a first step is to diversify what you're seeing. So I started doing this a while ago where I started really curating all of my social media feeds to show me things that I wanted. And as a people pleaser, it has always been one of those things where, well, if somebody follows me, then I have to follow them right back. That's just common courtesy. And then I decided that no, it is not because I started to get a lot of things on my feed that I did not like. And that was not helping my mental state. It wasn't helping my journey. It wasn't helping me forward in a meaningful way. So it doesn't have to be a follow for follow. If you like me and you like my content, I welcome you here. But be sure that you follow me and before I hit follow back, I'm going to scroll through everything. And if I see a couple of things that feel problematic to me, that feel like they don't resonate with what I want to feed into my brain, then I'm not following you and I will never apologize for that. Getting better at this. (laughs) Because we are bombarded with social media and a lot of this stuff day in and day out. And I don't want to get rid of it. I enjoy it. It's great for my business. It's great for connecting and meeting with people. It's helped me feel connected, especially right now in this time when I can't be in person with people. But I also don't have to see things if you're going to talk about your diet, if you're going to talk about weight loss, if you're going to talk about a lot of these things, then don't expect me to follow because I don't want that on my feed. But what I did do is start 
following a lot of people in larger bodies, people of different colors, different nationalities, different races, diversifying what I was seeing day in and day out. And that has helped tremendously to help me start to normalize that bodies come in so many different shapes and forms. And drawing inspiration from seeing some really confident women in some places that just want to tear them down. And it's those slow little steps of seeing a variety of different shapes and bodies, seeing them celebrated, seeing them having fun, living their lives, enjoying things, doing things that I'd always secretly wanted to do to start realizing that, hey, my body is deserving of those things too. And I don't have to wait until I reach a certain size, a certain number. And it's day by day, knowing that you are worthy of being treated well and treating yourself well, regardless of how you look on the outside, regardless of how you feel about your outward appearance. This is a very kind of (laughs) out there topic this week, and it is probably going to feel like there's no real concrete action steps in this one. There isn't really, I'll be honest. But again, this is about those baby steps forward, right? It's those little things that we can do every day that help normalize that we have cellulite, that help normalize that maybe um, we don't have much in the way of a butt, but we have a little bit of a belly or that our arms jiggle or (laughs) any variety of permutations that bodies can come in. That's one big thing that I will really help start to undo some of that societal pressure is fill your social media with a variety of people and bodies and shapes and gender identities and all of this amazingness that we get to see. There are some good creators out there, some amazing creators who are putting out like fashion tips and they are putting out like photo tips and all of these artists and (laughs) dancers. And so fill yourself with that joy because then it's fun to scroll, right? And I follow a lot of like amazing health at every size anti-diet dietitians and they have some fabulous information as well. You want to start destigmatizing the way you eat, then they are amazing to follow too, to kind of see that there are people who are like, yeah, I can help you eat in a way that feels good for you, but we don't have to make it about losing weight. We don't have to shame ourselves into eating rice cakes when really what we wanted were like some chips and salsa, <laughs> right? So that is my my biggest suggestion for that is to start to curate that in a way that feels empowering and uplifting to you. Because what I follow may not be something that you want to see, but why are you filling your feed with things that make you feel bad? And I'm talking about those fitspo influencers who are like, follow my diet and you can look like me. Please start weeding those out because if you're honest with yourself, are they really doing anything to help your health? And health includes your mental health as well. So don't think that just because we talk about health, we're only talking about what we eat and how we move our bodies. It's also all the stuff that goes into our brain. We have like 60 to 70 thoughts a day. What are you doing (laughs) to make those thoughts more encouraging as opposed to detrimental. So the other thing I want to talk about when we're talking about kind of moving past this fat is not a feeling, kind of moving into more of a space of appreciating ourselves is 
loving your body is kind of a hard thing to say. How many of you be like, yeah, 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 perfect. Yep, right, Lisa. Okay, whatever, love my body. Great, sure. That can feel really tough and can make you feel like a failure because you're not feeling that way every day. So what if we could just kind of come to this place of acceptance? What does that word feel like as opposed to loving your body? Instead of saying, I love my body, you could say, I accept my body. How does that change your feeling? Does it change your feeling? I mean, maybe it doesn't. My ultimate goal is always to get myself included and the people I coach into a place of body neutrality. And that really is this concept of, I don't really think about my body at all. I mean, other than I feed it when it's hungry, I move it when we want to, I dress it in really awesome things. And that's what I think about my body. So it's getting to this place of thinking less about our body and the outward appearance in general and just allowing ourselves to live. And that's something that you always can kind of work towards, again, reminding ourselves that there is never an end point in this journey. We hope to be making more steps forward than back, but your goal should never be about, I'm going to get to this point and then be done, because that's just going to set you up for failure and disappointment. And then kind of that whole effort attitude (laughs) where I'm like, well, I didn't do this again today. So I guess who cares? I don't deserve this. I don't want this. I'm not going to have this. I was teaching a class a while ago and I asked the women in there to share something that they loved about their body. And one of the participants was like, can I just share something that I'm kind of sort of really like about my body right now? And that made me stop and realize that maybe my language was making people feel bad, not intentionally, but it was putting this expectation that you love something about your body, but maybe you're not there yet. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. If you never quite get there, that's okay too. But what's not okay for me is that you never try. These are, this is one of those instances where I'm going to be really bit of a stickler here and really want you to try, really want you to at least have a few brief moments where you try to accept, scoot a little into love because you close yourself off from some amazing experiences in your body if you're so focused on having to be this one right way to love and accept yourself as opposed to just meeting yourself where you are. So as we close out our series on that is not a feeling, I hope this has given you pause and given you hope that you are deserving and worthy of more, that it's okay to have those big, scary, not so great feelings, but that there are people here who want to help you process, move through and create a life that you deserve to have because you deserve so much, right? (laughs) You deserve to go to the beach and splash around. You deserve to be in pictures with your family. You deserve to be loud or quiet or bold or reserved. You deserve to get to show the world all of you. And it's not dependent on some arbitrary number in the back of your clothes. It's not determined by the fact that your belly is flat, or your rear end looks a certain way, or your arms don't jiggle, or your thighs don't touch. What can you do today to accept a little bit more of you, of your snorty laugh? of the way that you chew your gum, the way that you 
whatever is your little quirk, those little peccadillos, those little things that make you uniquely you. When you hide behind I feel fat, you erase all that is unique and good about you. You hide behind this phrase and you let it dilute the things that are so amazing about you because you don't dig any deeper. You don't get curious and you don't start to process those feelings and those emotions. And like most of us, you get stuck on autopilot and you're like, well, I can go along to get along. I guess this is just how it is. Don't let it be that. Get brave, get bold, want more for you and know that there is no rush. You are exactly where you are meant to be on this journey. Never doubt that. This is not a race. (laughs) This is not a sprint. This is an ultra marathon. Okay. (laughs) This is more than a marathon. This is an ultra marathon. Pace yourself. All right. (laughs) You will get there, my love. I promise. But it's going to require some sacrifice of you. It's going to require that you get uncomfortable. It's going to require tears and anger and despair and elation and hope and excitement. And it's it's going to require you experience the full range of your human emotions. It's going to require you to get vulnerable, but just know that you are never alone on this journey. Hopefully the podcast brings you a little bit of comfort, posts on My Instagram are always meant to show you that you're not alone and that I'm here for you most of the time in the same boat with half an oar, (laughs) it feels like. But I'm also creating a community of other like-minded women who want to do this too. So there is space for you in my community. Wherever you find me, wherever we interact, there is space for you. So whether that's a comment on a post, a DM, joining my Sacred You studio, wherever we interact, You are my community and there is always space for you and I will always do my best to keep that space safe and to encourage you and to help you to move forward because I don't want you to lose any more of your life to I feel fat and to all of the underlying negative story that you are telling yourself. So this got a little deeper than I was expecting, but I hope, I hope some of this resonates with you. As we close out this chapter here, let it be that little light at the end of the tunnel. It's gonna get better. It's just gonna require a little something of you to get us there, to get you there, because you're worth it. Come on over to Instagram. I'm there all the time. Interact, ask me questions, send me messages. I'm happy to talk to you and support you as best I can. Like I mentioned, the Sacred You Studio is always a safe space without any talk about diets or how we look, anything like that. So feel free to join me over there. Uh, Links will all be in the show notes if you want to reach out and have a conversation about some maybe more in-depth one-to-one coaching. I'm opening spots up for that as well. And sometimes it is nice to have that neutral third-party person to start to bounce some of these more in-depth, more complex ideas off of. So as always, I appreciate you jumping in, being vulnerable, and being part of this wonderful community. You guys are the reason that I keep doing this podcast because I hope you get something from my journey as well. And you guys give me something when a topic, when a particular podcast really hits home for you. That's when I'm like, and this is why I do it. Because I know that I'm not alone in this struggle and I don't want you 
to feel like you're alone in this struggle either. So thank you for spending just a little bit of time with me today. I hope I hope this has maybe brought you a little feeling of hope, a little buoyed feeling of excitement as we move forward here. So remember, bliss is not without, it is within. Until next time.